Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney. I am a licensed match family therapist as well as the host at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the show From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry, hopefully they'll call in, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, being a therapist is interesting, very interesting, because you get to work with individuals to assist them in their day-to-day life functioning, whether it involves mental health issues, addictive or behavioral issues, and relationship issues. Now, when we start talking about these things and putting them all together, today by being Tuesday is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch. This is a show that's not designed to try to beat you down with a bunch of Bible verses or anything of that nature, but it's to bring some information to your attention, to your awareness, that individuals in the church may also be struggling with, but yet it's such a taboo subject that many individuals don't want to talk about. And today that subject is jealousy. And jealousy is what we call the green-eyed monster. I remember when I was going to write my words, and I would hear Pastor Robert talk about Sister Watermelon and so-and-so this and so-and-so that, so sometimes when we're in church, we don't realize the different the different types of individuals that attend church because church is a place of worship. But by it being a place of worship, there's also individuals that may come into the church to bring their own set of family drama, traumatic incidents, and what happens a lot is what we call church hurt. And church hurt is one of the things that I find that kind of destroys a church, and it can kind of put an ugly taste in people's mouth and make them not even want to go and attend service. Now, we talk about jealousy. Jealousy is a complex emotion, and it occurs when there is a real or perceived threat to an interpersonal relationship or if someone feels that you're just threatening them, period. And sometimes it can be taken out of context. Now, when I was writing this stuff down for Facebook and my other social media outlets, I said, jealousy is a complex emotion. Individuals can experience jealousy at some point in their life. The emotion related to jealousy can become unhealthy, and it can negatively impact one's relationship. Now, there's different types of jealousy that we're going to be talking about today because a lot of individuals think of jealousy just in a relationship, and they never really thought about the jealousy in the church because they may not have relationships with everyone in the church, but it still does occur. And it's something that can be difficult to address. Even if it's within your family, it can be very difficult to address because you have situations where mothers can be jealous of their daughters, fathers can be jealous of their sons, you got sibling jealousy. It can be a hot mess, a real hot mess. And especially if you point it out to someone and then that person becomes defensive, like, well, what do I got to be jealous about? And that's normally a reaction that normally occurs. Now, if you want to join in on this conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear your thoughts. And I want to apologize because I made an honest mistake. The show normally starts at 1130, but I wasn't even ready at 1130. So I'm kind of glad that I accidentally pushed the wrong button 
you want to sing on the praise team, but this person always gets the lead song, and you don't. So you're jealous of them. So, mm-hmm. And then jealousy, jealousy is, um, you know, it, jealousy can lead sometimes to murder because sometimes, you know, people will, you know, defame your character and everything because they're jealous of you, and they'll make up rumors about you. And it's not just that. And um, that's just one example. Another example, you could be the, the first lady, and they don't like you because you're married to the pastor. And they like the pastor, but they don't like you. So they're going to start spreading lies about you because they're jealous of you, and they want your position. They don't even know what it takes to be in that position because, trust me, it's a whole lot to be in that <laughs> one. And, and they want to be in that position and, but they weren't called to that position because that's not what God gave them. But they will do everything to try to tear you down to walk in your shoes. And, you know, if you're called to be a missionary, an elder, if you pray well, if you're a prayer, prayer warrior and they see that you get results and people, you know, they like your spirit and people are drawn to you, they don't like that because they want the people to be drawn to them. So they're jealous of that. So they'll tear down, tear down your character like that, and that's what causes a lot of the mess and drama in the church is jealousy. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Lady T, you're right. And a lot of times it can be ignored. People don't pay that no attention. I was talking to your mother yesterday, and I was telling her about when I started going to Higher Dominion, how many of you didn't even know me. You didn't know where I came from. You didn't know nothing about me. Well, you didn't even know my name. I didn't say nothing. I paid to myself. And I never got caught up in a lot of that stuff because, that's not me because some people are just messy. Now, when we start right. talking about even the characteristics, while it's typically perceived as a negative emotion, it's natural to experience jealousy in close relationships. Sometimes people become territorial. They're afraid. I tell individuals when I do my 52-week Batteries and Adventure program, or those groups, even with the males and the females, jealousy in a relationship is viewed as somebody's going to come in and take what I got. You know, now... And, but on the other flip hand, it could be, I want it, and I feel I deserve it. And like you said, being a, right. a first pity, I commend you. I, I, I couldn't. My husband and I, we would have to have a strong bond where when we're at the church, we're like, look, when we get home, we got to talk about some stuff. Because if you right. let the slightest little thing get in, oh, it can be a mess, a hot mess. So it takes two strong people in ministry in order Absolutely. to make that work. Absolutely. And I felt like, you know, you know, it was the strength was one sided and one had a little bit of weakness and one had all, too much strength probably, you know. But at the end of the day, you you're absolutely right. You have to be strong because you have to deal with not just with um, yourself and the, the jealousy and the envy you deal with as being the leaders, but um, as the members, what they deal with with other members and jealousy and always telling on one another, this one said this, this one did that. And to me, that's just jealousy and envy because why are you telling everything? You're all grown. You're all adults. Grow up. Learn how to talk with one another. Learn mm-hmm. If you want to know what something about somebody, ask them. Don't go to somebody else around about and try to ask about it. Ask them. And I'm sure they wouldn't mind sharing with you because being on the sidelines and just being jealous of somebody for no reason and then you're putting on them what you feel and they don't feel that way. Oh, they think they all that. They think they this and that. No, they don't think that. They're just being themselves. But that's well, what they think about it. 
attention, people perceive that even in a family, you know, you can pull up in your car just because you drive a Mercedes right. or Bentley. They don't know how much your payments are if you have to make them car payments. See, some people, right. like, they right. want your glory, but they don't know your story. They don't know what you may have had to go through in order to get to where you're at. They're just looking at what you have and wanting a piece of that. Right. But not really right. not wanting to work. Like I said, being a first lady, that takes some work. That takes some listening. That takes some praying. That takes some deliverance. That takes a whole lot of stuff to be able to not only work on things within your home, but try to help the members deal with stuff that's going on in their home too. That's a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. We start talking about the the um the perception. And it's based, it's often also tied to low self-esteem and insecurity. And the latter is based yes. on a situation actually good in the relationship. And it's often actions or a situation that can lead or cause betrayal of trust. Because sometimes that jealous person can become so messy that they will make things appear that is not there. I remember... Yeah. I remember Byron. I'm using Byron as an example. Byron told me a long time ago, a long time ago, you better not never have one of your men ask me anything about you because I'm going to lie on you. I'm like, why would you do that? Because I don't want nobody else to have you. So if anybody comes to me, I'm the wrong person to come to. Now, jealousy can lead to other emotions or feelings. And there's a psychiatrist by the last name of Gonzalez, and she said this is how jealousy manifest itself into relationships, criticizing, finding fault, blaming, feeling distrust, being over-protective or suspicious, acting obsessive, experiencing a quick temper, and verbally abusing someone. That could be a problem. That's when you start seeing, and you know what, and I've seen even, and I, I know we focus on ministry right now, I've seen pastors, or let's say the woman is a pastor. I've seen yeah. husbands jealous of their wives, and I've also seen in yeah. some situations wives being jealous of their husbands in ministry too. Yes, I was gonna That's say that. That happens too. People don't talk about. Right, and I was gonna say that, Janae. You're absolutely right, um, because if if it's so much going on already and you allow the enemy to come in, then you start to feel because one spouse got your back, but being effective in the church as a first lady, being effective, but then you get accused of wanting to take over the ministry, but that hasn't even crossed your mind. You're just trying to do your part yourself and vice versa. You know, yeah, the jealousy creeps in so quick, but they don't see it as jealousy. They, you know, they're, they're true to what they believe, and, you know, mm-hmm. and their eyes have to be open. And it's a sad thing because that causes a whole bunch of things. So now you're not just dealing with jealousy from the people, but now you're dealing dealing within your own home from your child, mm-hmm. from the one that's supposed to have your back. So now you're getting it from every side. And it's like, what do I do? You know, what do I do, Lord? I mean, because they, they're coming down on me. And then it starts to open other doors to other things, and it causes you know, a break in the family, it causes a break in the church, it causes a falling away from the church, it causes so much, you know, yeah. and, and, again, and it, it goes it's, 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 it's 
your self-esteem. If you're confident in yes. who you are, you are the head of the church, and you got a strong deacon board, and you got individuals that you know got your back, you shouldn't feel that somebody's trying to take your position if that's where God right. would be. Right. So, and sometimes people can be elevated, but you've got to know your position. You've got to know right. your position. And I've seen that people a are lot. I, uh, um, my aunt has a, a friend that was in ministry, and, I mean, she was a powerful preacher. She could preach her butt off. But I would watch how her husband was because he wanted the attention. He wanted the – and now the church is not even there anymore. But that can break down the church. But all he had to do was let him let her do what God called her to do. And you do what God called you to do, and you work as a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why, you know, that when the Bible speaks of all the parts, it's, you know, it's the analogy with the body. You know, like, if you don't have all the parts, you can't function. So if everybody do their part, it, you know, things can flow smoothly, but everyone wants to step in everybody else's lane because they think I could do it better than them. If they feel like someone's getting more accolades than them, but that's in their, that's in their position. That's not in your position. So you'll get accolades for your position, but you think they're getting more accolades in their position, so now you want to take their position. You want to be in their spot. But when you get in their spot, you're not going to get the same accolades because it's not for you. It's not for you. So when you be jealous and you plan for somebody else's position, it's not for you. When you get in that position, you can't operate that person the way that person operates, and people don't feel for you the way they feel about that person because your characters are totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what, and you, we're talking about that from a church perspective, but that's the same as true as a relationship. Yeah. If I'm married yeah. and my husband is yeah. trying to take my husband, honey, when you get money, I wish you the best. <laughs> right, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. If you feel like you're you yours know, and God gave you, try, yeah, try your best to walk in my shoes because my shoes are some big shoes to some big shoes to fill, and if you think you can fill them, go go right ahead. Because I'm not jealous. My mom didn't raise us to be jealous or envious of nobody. To appreciate mm-hmm. everybody, to appreciate what we have and what God has given to us. And if we mm-hmm. take care of what God gave to us, we wouldn't have to worry about being jealous or envious of nobody else because we're too busy trying to master what we have to master, what He gave us. Well, I say that all the time. I say that all the time. Even when I'm doing that in therapy, even when I'm doing that talking to other people that I know, if you take care of what you got, or God, because Lisa right. always tell me that God can trust you. He can trust you. And if he can trust you with that, he'll give you more. But sometimes we want way more than what we can handle. Now, I want to share this, and it says, if you are experiencing jealousy, it can cause the changes in your body. And these changes in your body can be stomach aches, headaches, chest pains, high blood pressure, um, your heart starts beating extremely yeah. fast through the anxiety, weight gain, or loss, insomnia, or, or disturbance, sleep, poor yeah. appetite, and weakened immunity. So you can weaken your own immune system by sitting up there being jealous of somebody because you wasted energy into something that's not even necessary because you want something that somebody else has, and you're, you're so busy trying to take it, but can you maintain it? Can you keep up with it? I tell people all the time, you don't want to have to deal with the stuff that I be having to deal with. You don't want to have to pay the bills that I have to pay. 
People have no idea. You can be jealous of me all you want. You're wasting your time. Right. Now, That's again, right. like I said, it can occur at any time, any situation that feels threatening, but the emotion can also build up over time, too. Now, I want to talk a little bit about identifying it. Because a lot of times, like I said, it could be a perception. And you don't want to go up to somebody and say, girl, you just jealous. Or I know you want what I got. No, 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 that's not cute. But it can be difficult to understand and process. And depending on the situation, you may feel embarrassed, threatened, insecure, or abandoned. You may choose to say something to your loved one, notifying them of your feelings, concerns, or fears, or you may react more irrationally by yelling, um, taking away things, making demands, placing blame, accusing them of something they didn't do, or storming off. So you got to be careful with that. I was talking to somebody the other day, and my question then became, because they was at work, and they were fighting over a customer, and it had to do with tips. And apparently the person gave the customer, uh, give me one second, the person gave the customer their phone number. I said, why, y'all, why don't you give a customer your phone number? Because that way when the customer come back, they can see me because this is a big tipper. But the two waitresses literally got into a screaming match over a customer because they were jealous. Wow. I was just like, wow. You know, so, Lady T, what do you do when you have even workplace jealousy where individuals may be trying to sabotage you at work or talk bad about you at work or accuse you of things or try to set you up to lose your job? Because that happens a lot, too, whether it's ageism, sexism, you know, a lot of right. things happen in the workplace, right. too. Right. I know. You're right, in the workplace. But I was going to say, you know, with that scenario, with the two waitresses, uh, I don't know why no one stops and think anymore. Everyone wants to go straight for the jugular. But if you would just stop and think, okay, he's a good customer, he's a great tipper, or she's a great tipper, but guess what? One day, that one, one of you might not be at work, and the other one is. So you both can reap the benefits of the customer. You both can get the good tip because you're not going to always be working at the same time, and he's not always going to come when the one's working. He may come when the other one's working. So it's nothing to fight over work together. Correct. And now they work both together. Now they both right. now they and both no, determination because they're fighting over tips. Right. And, and I know sometimes right. they share, but these are some of the things, I mean, I've seen, and even in, and movies, you know, and I haven't even talked about social media, how sometimes individuals get become jealous over, oh, they posted because they was on this vacation, or they think they're better than everybody else. No, no. Now, while there are many forms of jealousy, there are two main categories, normal, abnormal jealousy. And Dr. Gonzalez, she put it into six different types, rational jealousy, it's when there is genuine, reasonable doubt, especially when you love a partner and fear losing them, rational jealousy can occur, okay? You know you got problems in your relationship and something's going on. Let me, I think I got Mr. Bobbitt on here. Then you've got family jealousy, and I think this is a good one for him oh, to come on with. Yeah. you got family jealousy. This typically yeah. occurs between family members such as siblings, when a new baby is born, siblings may feel jealous of the attention of a parent, and they can shift. You got siblings where one family member thinks the other family member got more 
That is a problem. Mr. Bobbitt, is that you? I think I just logged you on. Area code with a 310 area code. Last number ended in 55. Yeah, that's Mr. Bobbitt. Mr. Bobbitt, checking in, tapping in. <laughs> okay, Mr. Bobbitt. We're talking about the different types of jealousy. We got the rational jealousy. Oh, then we got about family jealousy. You want to share a little bit about what family jealousy? jealousy? you talking about again now? We were just talking about rational jealousy when there's a partnership or you're married and the person may feel like somebody's going to lose their loved one or lose their spouse. But now family jealousy. I'll leave that one to you. Let's talk a little bit about family jealousy. Yeah, they got me coming many faces, don't it? <laughs> yes, they can. It could be parent-child. It could be siblings. It could be cousins. It could be a lot within the family. You know, family related by blood. You know, I remember, you know, talking to someone. No, my, my daughter. Teacher went on a trip with some of her, her cousins. They were my first cousins, and they were teacher's second cousins. And so what they did was they had T-shirts. And uh, I don't know who assigned these teenage these T-shirts, but teacher got bougie. I was like, ooh, why do you have to be the bougie one? You're not as bougie as, you know. But that was their perception of her is that she's bougie. And some people think that within your family. Now, she wasn't offended by it because she's not insecure or um, sensitive. But some people will be like, well, why she get to be the bougie one? So, okay, and I know, uh, Bobby, you have some things to share in regards to family jealousy, but, but what about you, Tammy? What about you with family jealousy? How do you handle family jealousy? Because my thing is this. If you don't like me, if you, leave me alone. Leave me alone. No love lost. Right. I can't help who I'm related to. My son used to always Absolutely. say, you can't choose family. I would say, I can't choose family, but I can decide who I want to associate with. I used to say when I was a kid, I'm going to keep my friends closer, my enemies closer. My grandmother told me a long time ago, baby, don't keep your enemies close to you. Because if you keep them close to you, they have the ability to hurt you. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as if if you were close to me, then I knew what you was up to. Sometimes it may be a little bit too late. So I had to change my belief system on that one. So even with family, even with friends, you know, I have friends that, that I've known for years, their perception of me may not be that of me. I leave it alone. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate it. I'm not, if this is how you feel about me, thank you for letting me know. I had to tell Definitely. my sister that one time. One day she invite me down to her house. The next day she, I'm listening to the things she said. I said, ooh, I'm glad I know how she really feels about me. i got to keep my foot away from this. <laughs> this could be dangerous. Yeah, you know the scriptures say that God will reveal your adversaries and enemies to you. You just got to pay attention and not ignore it. That's right. There you go. That's right. There you go. Can you repeat that, Mr. Bobby? God will what? Reveal what? Reveal your adversaries and your enemies to you. You just got to not ignore it and uh, blow it off. You got to be in a good place in your mind where you're listening to that quiet, solemn voice in you and, 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 and take heed to it in a timely fashion. And yes, that's where he will, and he revealed them. He revealed them to me, Jeanette, you know, but the other one didn't listen to me, and, and hey. Yeah, well, I consequences and repercussions are real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right there. He will reveal it. But you know what? I think a lot of times we struggle in the flesh because we have a hard time letting people go. 
we want to help. We want to show them that we love them. We want to be there right. for them. Right. That's not always healthy, especially even in a marriage. I see marriages where one spouse was jealous of the other spouse. That's a problem. Codependency. Codependency. What did you say, Mr. Bobbitt? Codependency can be an issue there. Well, with codependency, codependency works a little differently. Codependency is I'm going to do everything in my power for you because if I make you happy in the long run, it's going to make me happy because you're going to make me happy. That's what codependency is about. So codependency is like being a people pleaser. Meaning, and even in the Bible, it says he who pleases everyone pleases no one. But with codependency issues, a lot of individuals get that term confused because they'll be like, I'm not codependent, I'm independent. I could do, mm-mm. Codependency started with addictions, whereas if you have an alcoholic husband and you know your husband is going through withdrawal or drunk or having a hangover and the boss called and you lie and say, oh, well, he's not feeling good right now. Oh, he's, no, you know he's drunk. So that's where the codependency enabling and all of that stuff come from. That's what needs to be different from jealousy. Right. Yeah, jealousy and envy, they run neck and neck, boy. Got to be be more careful. Oh, and then you got strife. Strife is dangerous. Strife is got that will pretend to like you, and their whole mission is to come in and kill, steal, and destroy. They're coming in to hurt you. But they will be your friend and smile in your face with their song goes smiling faces. Sometimes. I'm about to say, you know, it made a song about it. Want to hear? Here it goes. Smiling faces. Smiling faces tell lies. Yeah, that's why I, I, I thank God for my spirit of discernment, you know, to be able to discern. I tell people to focus less on what people say and more on their actions. They are the true. Uh, representative right. of who people really are. Their words are just who they claim to be and want to, you know, convince you they are, but their actions, they reveal the truth. Mm-hmm. More times than not. Mm-hmm. That is true. But yeah. like I said, a lot of people just have a hard time accepting it. You have a very hard time accepting it. Now, then you got pathological jealousy. This type of jealousy is irrational, unhealthy feelings that may result of underlying mental health issues such as anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, or schizophrenia. Signs of pathological jealousy can include extreme insecurity as well as a desire to control and manipulate. Meaning, there's something going on with this person, and that could be quite dangerous. You know, when you go outside and you see your cars and McKeed or, you know, you got flat tires and really? You know, who don't want me to have this? Or, you know, or whatever the case may be. you got to be careful with stuff like that when it comes to pathological jealousy. If I know a person got some mental health issues, I will treat you with kindness because I ain't trying to get you to snap on me because I don't want to have to snap back because I ain't crazy. But I'll snap back. So, you got to yeah. be careful when you're talking about pathological jealousy. Pathological jealousy. Now, you right. know what? Yes. Yeah. Sexual jealousy. Sexual jealousy, when there is a fear that your partner has been unfaithful and has engaged in physical infidelity, you may become suspicious. Do you know that sometimes sexual jealousy can be in your mind? That person may not even be doing anything. 
But if you are having your own insecurities, maybe you're dealing with um, right. ED disorder or there's something going on, or let's say your, your spouse is getting a lot of compliments, that could be a problem too, where you think everybody wants them. When you're in a relationship with someone, you want to be in a relationship with somebody that's healthy. Because I tell a person this, why would I want something that don't nobody else want? If somebody gives my significant other or tell them they look, I'm not going to get mad or be jealous or insecure. You right. like, yeah, you know what, right. you look good, don't you? You know? But there's a lot of individuals that deal with that, lady, to even in the church, sexual jealousy. Wow. Mr. Bobby, did you have problems with sexual jealousy in relationships? Think of somebody wants to All up in the church and everything and all that stuff like that. You got Dickie. Yeah, no, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of I'm continuing with it now. I'm continuing with uh, psychological jealousy now that you scratched on that topic. I'm starting to realize that maybe it's what I'm experiencing with my son. it's, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And I'm, I'm trying to get therapy and counseling and help navigate it because uh, I know people hate you because they ain't you. I've come to find out. You know, the thing I find on Facebook has become my new, one of my new mantras is, is that say, they don't hate you. They hate that it is you. <laughs> there you go. They don't and hate you. you. They hate that it is you. I tell people, and I learned a long time ago, favor is not fair. So just because God bless you, don't be mad at somebody else because they don't have the blessings that you have. The man, ooh, tell me, this man, at one point in my life, ooh, this man was trying his best to destroy me with business. And I realized I've been a business owner for 17 years. I didn't even realize it, that it's been that long. This man had the nerve one day to call me, no, send me an email and ask me, can you please share your blessings with me? I did respond. <laughs> That man at one point was so busy trying to put me out of business, lied on me, was they cahoots with people to destroy my life, and, and now you want me to share my blessings? <laughs> I don't even know if God mm-hmm. would want me to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I figured out a long time ago. It's not you that they mad at. It's, it's, it's what you have to offer. I mean, it's not you. They don't, you think people like me. I feel, came to the realization if they didn't like me, they liked the idea of me and what they thought they could get out of me and hoped they could get out of me. It's not you. You had to get over yourself sometime and realize people are attracted to your weakness, to your strength, to your um, emotional strength, emotional weakness. People play on all kinds of different things, you know. Well, I'm going to say this in the church that I learned. Some people are attracted to the anointing, and that's where they start wanting to lust after the pastors and want the power and that's that that lust that lustful spirit. I I, yeah, I found yeah. I found that out, you know. And you got to be real careful and balance that out in your life because if you don't, it can get the best of you. It it, it really can. It can really get the best of you, you know. Because I've seen pastors struggle with that. I remember, um, and you know, Tammy, Miss Keith in Mississippi. I, I used to tease him. I used to be like, you just want me to come to Mississippi to run them women off. You just want me to. <laughs> you think you slick. You know. And, and, and you know, and now we can laugh and we can talk about it because that was his thing. He struggled with 
I'm not going to say he abused the power, but he knew he needed someone strong on his team because that was going to be an issue with the women in the church. But he was aware of mm-hmm. it, but he was so scared of it, he didn't know how to handle mm-hmm. it. Sometimes mm-hmm. men don't know what to do with stuff like that. And because the women I... become attracted to the anointing. And, Barry, you know yeah, that, too. You got that shyness to where you get scared of it. Like, mm-mm, this don't look good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mama said everything good ain't go, baby. <laughs> you said everything good ain't mm-hmm. go. I'm 
The woman came to me, Bobby, and she apologized. The woman told me mm-hmm. all my life I hated you. I thought it was something my mama did. I said, well, maybe my mama dated her daddy. But, hell, I didn't know who her daddy was. <laughs> I went, you know what? I had to literally ask this woman, what did I do to you? She told me you took my boyfriend. I've liked him ever since I was six years old. I said, what? I never knew. Shame on you. <laughs> she was best friends. With his ex-girlfriend. So she befriended well, friended her, but she knew she couldn't be my friend because I always knew she didn't care for me. So then I became a threat, and she was angry. Mm-hmm. But the whole time it was, she was jealous of me because of a guy that I didn't even know she even liked. I had no idea. So this is how these things can become tragic to where you see girls in high school getting freaking acid thrown in their face. You see, you know, getting jumped on. You get, and, and I was told, was told one day that she had tried to set up some girls to jump me, and my grandma found out about it. I called my grandma Donna. But mm-mm. So you just got to be mindful of those things. But she confronted her fears. She came to me and told me, and we had a conversation, and then just recently I went to an event, and I thought she was going to be there. I said, oh, Lord, please don't tell me I'm running to her again. So I ran to her mama, and I was like, uh, your daughter coming to the event? Because now we can go mm-hmm. and socialize. So because we share a common interest, you know, her niece is my best friend's daughter. Prior of that, I didn't even know. I had no idea. So, Lady T, what would you say to a person that is struggling with this jealousy of another person, should they go tell them? Should they just work on it internally? What, what should they do? Get over it. <laughs> yeah, hello. Get, over get you some business. Get you some. I give them five cents yeah. on them. Get over it. Stop being jealous of somebody else and what they have because you don't know how they acquired what they have. You don't know what they went through to get what they have. You don't even know none of that. So you're jealous. You don't even know why you judge. You're just looking on the outside. You don't know that person could be dealing with a lot of pain. They could be dealing with sorrow. Hello. They could be hurting. They can have an illness. And you up there That's being right. jealous over them, and you don't know what they're going through. They could be depressed. You know, they could be about to kill yeah. themselves. And you up here being jealous over what they have. You know what I tell them? Like they don't know what you're going through to maintain it all. They don't have a clue of what you're doing. Yeah. How you got, right. what, what all it takes to maintain it. They have no clue. That part right. But they got all kind of tidbits about what they would do if they was you. <laughs> hmm <laughs> I tell individuals this as a therapist. I don't tell people to get over it. I tell them to get through it, to work towards getting through it. Because if you get over it, it's like jumping over this hurdle and jumping over this hurdle, and you notice that you still keep having the same hurdles in front of your face. So you have to work on getting through it, meaning what is it that this person has that you desire? Is it possible for you to, you know, whether it's an education, we we all have the same, right. I don't say all, but many of us have opportunities to better ourselves. Some individuals choose not to. I remember when I was working for the Oceanside Unified School District, my coworkers used to tease me because I was driving a bus, 
my break, I would go to school. After school, I would come home, pick up a bus again. I did that for years, for years. But then I retired at 33. And when I retired and get a check for the rest of my life, I also had a master's degree. So the same people that laughed at me are now struggling in some areas because they may still be driving a bus. I don't. It's been over 20 years since right. I drove a bus. But their insecurities is now being spilled onto me. I still care about them. I still talk to them. I still, if they call me and say, hey, Jeanette, we do it. Jeanette still, I'm still Jeanette. But their perception of me changed because of the fact that I own a business, I do radio, I do this, I do that. I didn't change. But that jealousy got to the point to where I was like, mm-hmm, this is ugly. This is really ugly. But you've got to acknowledge it. So I will say this. If you are struggling with even addressing it, just acknowledge it and address your expectations. Now, in any relationship, it's important to develop realistic expectations. You've got to know what's realistic and what's unrealistic. If you're unable to meet your expectation, try not to place blame. See if you can work together or work with someone to set up your own goals. You know, a lot of people don't even have goals in their life. I, I hear people say, oh, I just want to be rich. I just want to be successful. Do you know no. what some people go through to stay rich? Do you know when we talk about success, what does that mean? A lot of times we get so caught up in what we see and this facade, and it's not even realistic. So not realistic. When it comes to, I want this big old mansion house, uh, you want to pay the property taxes on that house? You want to, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of individuals don't want to do the work. They do not want to do the work. Now, practice gratitude. Now, one way of dealing with jealousy is to practice gratitude. You've got to remind yourself about all the good things about you. You know, talk about your own strength. If you can build on your strength, you won't be so focused on your weaknesses. And you also got to be open and honest. Healthy relationships rely on strong communication. If jealousy is arising, you've got to have an open, honest conversation about how you feel it. You know, no matter what it is. You know, Lady T, not only occupations, I've been in relationships where I noticed that there was a discord where my education would get thrown up in my face. Oh, you think you're smarter than everybody else. Oh, you think because you got yeah. You can go get you one, too, if you want to. It's just a piece of paper you got to pay for. You've got to take a couple of tests. you got to do to sign up in the classroom. But sometimes individuals uh. can be jealous of your intellect. They can be jealous of your personality. Yeah, people, I've been getting that a lot lately. I'm sorry. I've been getting that a lot lately. You, you know everything. No, I don't know everything. I just know what I need to know when I need to know it. <laughs> there you go. That's my favorite right there. I know what I need to know when I need to know it. But if I don't need to know it, I don't want to know it. I don't want my brain on, on overload. That's just way Yeah, I'll be trying to give myself a break, but they won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? I'm not strategy, but dealing with people like that, I can tell you, okay, here go five dollars deposit on you some business. Go get you some. I'll be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give them five dollars deposit on some business. What'd you say, Lady? Like start your own little first uh, checkbook savings account no. thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry. I'm just flirting mm-hmm. in. I, go on with no, I was saying that, you know, I've heard that a lot. Like, you always got something to say, yeah, because I'm quick on my feet. If you're saying something, I already, I'm already ready to answer you. That's because I think quick. But, you know, don't blame me for that and don't blame me for the things I know, the things I've been through, because sometimes experience is more important than, it, you know, your background, what you got. I don't care what you got a degree in. I didn't experience it. So what? Mother with experience. So you got that right. I, you I know, can tell you I'm, about it. I'll never While you read about it, I've experienced it. So mm-hmm. I can Every tell you When I speak of you, what always comes to my mind is use wisdom. I don't know if it was your daddy or your husband that would yeah. say wisdom. Because sometimes yeah. you become so impulsive and so irrational, they don't use wisdom. Wisdom can far outweigh mm-hmm. knowledge. You can have a whole lot of knowledge. You can have all this book smart in your head, but if you don't use wisdom and implement wisdom, you will be a you you be a foolish. You will be in trouble. So a lot of times individuals yeah, don't realize that use wisdom. Whether you're shopping, no matter what it is, don't be so compulsive. Now I want to give the listeners some tips on how to stop oh. being jealous. Shift your focus to the goodness in your life. If you start appreciating what you got, you ain't got time to be worried about what somebody else got. Remind yourself that nobody has it all. Avoid people who habitually value the wrong things. Yeah, value is the wrong twist. And understand that marketers routinely can fan the flame, meaning they can make it work. And Celebrate the success of others and be generous. Those are just some helpful things that you can do. Now, when you mm-hmm. start talking about um, how do you know the spirit of jealousy and signs of envy, you aren't happy for others when they achieve success. You know, some people are just so negative. They say, I don't know who they think they are. I don't That's a problem. Another person's yeah, success yeah. can make you feel unhappy. You feel the need to diminish someone else's success. You judge others negatively. Are you happy when others face setbacks? I remember Janice Day used to always say a setback is a comeback, a setup for a comeback. Just because you see somebody facing a setback, that doesn't mean they're going to stay down. They can eventually, it can build them back up, and they can come back stronger than what they was before. Already have So you don't want to celebrate somebody else's demise. You really right. don't. Now, when we talk what about, about what the Bible say? I'm sorry. Oh, no. well, what, what, one thing. what about what does the Bible say that the righteous will rejoice when the wicked are brought down? What about that part? Oh, and they also say the righteous will not be forsaken nor see biggest bread, too. You know, when you start talking about the righteous. And so a lot of times when we got individuals that are envious and evildoers, there are a lot of people out there. Now, it says, what does the Bible say about jealous spirits? But jealousy and envy are soul enemies, and the Scripture warns us against them over and over. And we're told that jealousy is a fruit of the flesh. In Galatians 5.21, and they talk about the anatomy of love, in 1 Corinthians 13.4, a symptom of pride, and in 1 Timothy 6.4, a catalyst of conflict, and James 3.16, and the mark of unbelievers, and even with Romans. But jealousy, it says put jealousy to death, because 
one of the things you have to do is you got to learn how to conquer that spirit. You really do because it can eat you up. And especially with kids, with kids. You know, we got we got people that are teaching their children to be jealous and envious of others. We got bullies out there, you know, upset about with kids. That has to stop. It really has to stop. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have little kids anymore, but I have grandchildren. And even with my grandchildren, I don't let them fight amongst one another, even though I heard that um, my, my two of my, my, my grandchildren do be trying to throw blows at each other, and I don't know why. But you don't want to start that with kids because sometimes it's like a generational curse. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, how do you beat a jealous these are some of the things you can do. If you got somebody around you that's jealous all up in your face, do your best to stay positive. The more you stay positive, the more they can be around you. Foster empathy. Turn the focus to them. Don't take negative comments to heart. If I know this is how you are, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm really not because I know you don't know no better. Be direct. Practice kindness towards jealous people. Sometimes you got to walk away. And Byron Bobby, be protective yeah, nice. over your energy. Wait, one more time. Be, I'm trying to get your last part. Be protective over your mental energy. It takes way too much energy to be fighting with folks over stuff like that. So you got to protect mm-hmm. your mental energy. And you got to. The remember, we from the hood. We've been, you know, I look at it though. We, you know, we we, we grew up to coming up the rough side of the mountain, and uh, I look for a more peaceful, uh, amicable, utopian life. I just ain't got there quite yet. <laughs> and I know mm-hmm. I got Well, it was a day like an old part of mine told me, said, you know, I got to go to heaven because I already been through hell. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and my mama used to say, baby, my mama used to say, baby, you got to know how to fight hell off the cross. <laughs> she was up out of Houston. She wasn't no joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. You knew my mama, Mrs. Abney. <laughs> yes, I did know your mama. I remember when, I, when you first met my when I you told me my mama don't like nobody. My mama, I told you, I ain't going to have no problem with your mother. You were like, well, my mama, me and your mama ain't never had no problem. <laughs> No, I don't your mama you know she like who she like. And then everybody else, well, they had to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a problem with your mama. <laughs> your mama was cool. No, you, know, you, know, you know, people certain people gravitate in this life spirits that identify and you can, you know, appreciate and accept the realness of people that you identify and then some people, you know, you just it ain't there and, and so it's conflict sometimes. I get that with parents, and sometimes parents are protective of their children because they don't want oh. their children exposed to any hurt, harm, or danger. See, parents can pick up on they they know it and they see it, and you know. And sometimes their kids don't want to listen to them. You know, it's like if your daughter brought somebody home, and you'd be like, "Baby, you can't just tell her what you see because she's not going to listen to you." So, but you already know it. Like you talk about the spirit of discernment. 
So even with the jealousy, my mother had told me a whole lot about people and I didn't listen. And I had to learn the hard way. So I, I get I when it comes to those, oh, those spirits and, and people and older people. They've been there, done that, like Tammy said. Been my there, done, been around that corner. Yes, ma'am. But my experience doesn't mean that I'm going to scare you into thinking that it's going to happen to you. But, baby, I've been there already. I've already been through that. So that's why I say that I don't tell people to get over something. I tell them to work and try to get through it. It's like me being a, a, a person, a therapist, and I work with individuals that have drug and alcohol addiction. I don't have a drug or alcohol addiction. But that don't mean I don't understand it. I've seen it. I've been around it. So if you can convince me why I should, I can convince you why you shouldn't, based on my I own experience. Know. So then, therefore, because I'm honest, my clients get that I understand and they respect that. Because I'm not trying to tell them what to do and what not to do. I can meet them where they are and ask them, is this working for you? So, I mean, if you're so jealous and you're so wrapped up to where you can't sleep because you're worried about what somebody else okay, is doing so, and not, uh, why don't you try to your own? I have, I have to go. I have a, a young lady on the other line that I need to talk to. So, exactly. um, I will I, call you, Tammy. Yeah. I'll call you about what you just okay. asked me. I'll give you a call yeah, shortly. Yes, yeah. that's who I'm on the phone. Yes. Yeah. Okay, go on and take care okay. of that, and I'll give you a call. All right. Okay, okay. perfect. All right. Bye-bye. So, Mr. Bobby, when we well, talk about... what do we have here now? <laughs> go ahead. When we talk about this jealousy and the emotions, and, you know, we say God is a jealous God, but a jealous God is that passionate energy by which he is provoked and stirred and moved to take action against whatever and whoever stands in his way of enjoyment and what he loves and desires. So sometimes we say, well, if God was a jealous God, why can't I be jealous? That's too different. You're taking a whole Bible out of context. That's not what that means. Now, the intensity mm. of God's anger at threats to this relationship is directly passionate to the depths of his love. So sometimes individuals try to say, well, I want to love like that. You can't do that with another person. You can't take another person and, and, and put that kind of... No, that is not going to work because that becomes irrational. Now, when we start talking about, you know, we already know why do people get jealous and what to do to turn haters off. And you want to, it says, take criticism of your fuel, not your kryptonite. Take it as a compliment. Engage by sometimes, you know, you don't want to really get into that battle with them. But sometimes you can kill people with kindness. Don't we ask? Be grateful. Take the opportunity to check in with yourself and ask whether you can learn something from this. You know, that's one of the things that I do about it is I try to see what I can mm-hmm. learn from this situation. What is what is this relationship? What can I learn from about this relationship? Even learn about myself. Not just learn about the other person. So when you take that, even with the jealousy, and you flip it and turn it into something positive to try to motivate the person, people don't realize you give them hope. You give them the hope of knowing that if he did it, maybe I can do it too. If he got it, maybe I have the ability to obtain something like that too. But don't think you can just take mine. I mean, for you. It ain't going to do them no good anyway. What God got for you, God for you. What God got for them, God for them. Everybody wants. But that's the thing, you know, my mother's going to tell you, that's always the green on the other side. Like the family was saying earlier, people just, I have a cousin, case in point, 
had a cousin back in the day. Now he's going 30 years for shooting his girlfriend or something. I don't know. He tripped out. But nevertheless, he said um, he won Kobe Bryant money. I said, oh, that's you. What are going to do with Kobe Bryant do? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? He, it's he, a didn't lot. Do that he, didn't, he didn't want his money. He didn't want to put forth the effort and the energy and the work to develop his skill set to that degree. He just wanted to basically get something for nothing. I guess everybody mm-hmm. got 30 years now, maybe. That's what they tell me. <laughs> That's that's a point. That's a valid point. You wanted something for nothing, and now you got time. Well, I want to thank you for joining me on the show. I appreciate you, and let me get back to seeing these clients. Don't know what we're gonna talk about next week. So, if you have any topics you want me to address, you can call me at seven one four nine nine two one six seven seven, which is my office number, or you can email me at j a b n e y l m f t at gmail dot com, or precious predicaments at gmail.com or contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. Whatever topic you want me to discuss, let me know. Thank you for joining. And until next week, remember you got this. All right, talk to you later, Mr. Bobbitt. God bless. Take care. Good hear from you again. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.